when recording this episode on energy management in classic attention different fashion, Aaron and I's uh, uh, intention, our brains were still focused on audio only. And because of that, we forgot to click record for 10 straight minutes, uh, mostly during the intro of this episode. So what we are doing right now today is re-recording um, that intro bit, those, those 10 minutes, although we're going to consolidate it a bit and tack it on to the podcast that we recorded at this point months ago. So what you're about to see is uh, a little bit of intro from Aaron and I on this idea of energy management, and then we'll dive right in after the, uh, the teaser um, into the recording that we made a little while ago. So, yeah, that, so, Aaron, so you'll see us magically change our clothes. Yes, we'll magically, <laughs> right after the intro. different intro video, we'll be in a completely different outfit in a totally different location. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's so Don't be freaked of, out at all. <laughs> that's the, the magic of the movies, right? That's the magic of cinema. Yeah. So Aaron, and if you're listening to this. Energy management. And if you're listening to this, just oh, yeah. forget about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And if you're one of those people who doesn't actually watch <laughs> Attention Different but only listens and you're sitting there like, wait, there's what? a video there's element? A video? Go to our YouTube channel and, <laughs> and, and take in hours of video content. See uh, our pretty faces, you know. Showcasing yeah. Aaron and I talking about the brain. Coffee talk. <laughs> God, I missed that show. Welcome to Coffee Talk. <laughs> All right, so... Energy management. management. Now, this is springboarding on the previous episodes that we did that were yes. time management, episodes 10 and 11. And what we're actually going to be doing with this episode on energy management is going deeper because time management is at one level. It's important. It's, it's valid. We all need to get better at managing our time. But with a real challenge, the deeper challenge is actually energy management. How do we manage our energy? And this concept, it comes from this book from Tony Schwartz called The Power of Full Engagement, Manage Your Energy, Not Your Time. And I love this quote that Tony Schwartz has in there. It's, the number of hours in a day is fixed, but the quantity and quality of energy available to us is not. What Tony Schwartz is alluding to is it's actually two kinds of energy. It's the quality of energy and it's the, the quantity of energy, which is uniquely important to ADHDers. Um, Aaron and I have spoken about this before. Yeah, because of the yeah. hyper-focus and Correct, hyperactivity, or hyperactivity yeah. component. That's, that's, we may have a large quantity of energy. In fact, just this morning, um, my girlfriend and I, we babysat, some nieces of hers last night, all night at Universal Studios. So you can imagine two 11 year old girls like just going crazy at Universal. And I woke up at 7, 8 a.m. to do my chores and do whatever. And Marlena got up at, at 9 30 or 10 and she said, I don't know how you do it. Like, what do you mean? She's like, you just reset after a night with those munchkins. Like, I'm wiped out. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I have, I have the energy of a child. I've always had like an 11 year old's energy and that's never gone away. But that's not necessarily, that's not always a good thing to, to have, you know, 150% energy all day. May, you may end up crashing at a certain point in the afternoon or evening. You may 
just completely shut down around bedtime. You might, you know, you, you might not be able to control when you have that crazy overflow of energy and, and when you don't have any energy. So for us ADHDers, energy management, at least as described by Tony Schwartz, seems uh, paramount to our productivity and our and and what we get done on a day-to-day basis you know yeah because i look at it like a battery you only have so much energy in that battery at any given time Mm. and sometimes depending on our own levels of of natural energy like you may have way more natural energy available to you than i do in my battery and your personality your style of existing and what fuels and refuels that battery, what recharges you, maybe a little bit different than how I am, what recharges me. Mm. Uh, I may need to like take some time off and and check out of people, not list, not hear right. or see anyone for a while, and I recharge that way. Just right. kind of check out and go in inward. You may feel like, hey, that was awesome. I f- I get energy from being around people, and for you. That's how you recharge is like, what's the next situation I can go and gain some more energy from by being around all these awesome people right. and experiences. Oh, you just go ahead. <laughs> I just thought of something. So, and I think Marlena and I are a bit similar in that way is that like, I think we both have that more, that tendency of like introverted um, or, or more introverted style of like uh, needing that that recuperation time and and walling yourself up for a bit to then be able to go out and do that extroverted activity again. I see that. I see that. The thought you just struck me with, and yes, in to to I, I concur. You you and Marlena have a similar recharge method methodology, right, or a recharge system. You- I don't, God, I don't want to throw out like a really deep thought this early into like a reshoot of an intro, but I never, I never considered the fact that part of my yes man attitude and in philosophy, part of the, you know, the, the last 10 to 15 years of my life, just saying yes. And, and that, that intense FOMO that I Stephen get that fear of missing out may in part, not entirely come from the energy level that I wake up with every day. Like if we use the battery image, I may wake up with this. Let's, let's say that there's, let's say that this isn't a, a, a battery with a cap. There's no full charge, right? Let's say it's one of those like wind up things, you know, whatever, like it just, there's just like, no like a wind to up it. toy, <laughs> like a wind up battery thing. So I might wake up at like, you know, give some empirical value, right? And my brain throughout the day is desperately attempting to get it back to stasis, like the level I woke up with. And I, I could make a, I, I could write a pretty bold argument for my unique version of, of social, like social seeking, adventure seeking, thrill seeking, uh, behavior may come from a a chemical like uh, um like dopamine chemical, yeah dopamine but like a like a this like endless attempt at a battery recharge like if like that like a true extrovert's extrovert is like i woke up with energy x 
and I went out into the world and I have to, I, I, my brain seeks out things that keep my energy at that level. Mm-hmm. And because I quite literally, and it sounds so silly, but like, because I start every day with imp- an empirical greater value of energy, empirically greater value of energy than like you or Marlena, I have to do more and seek more to keep that energy level. Or the flip side is I feel sluggish, disinterested, distracted, like, ugh, I'm not at, I'm not at X, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lower yeah. because I'm not like sky, I'm not like skydiving right now or like bungee jumping. <laughs> and I wonder if there's like an adrenaline thrill seeking argument to be made for like, I think, all- I think there is, I think there yeah. is. I, and I think you actually hit on a really important point because that is the natural tendency of ADHDers is to seek out stimulation and stimulating circumstances, events, people, activities that sends those rushes of dopamine into our system because we naturally are at a deficiency in dopamine production uh, in our brains. So while you like, that's probably actually like a coping mechanism that you do unintentionally and, and not even like consciously really, but it's like, all right, I know that if I seek out a lot of different new stuff, interesting things, stuff that's going to keep me on the edge of my seat. And I push myself to do that and, and place myself into challenging experiences. Then that stuff is actually the stuff that's going to help give me more energy. And that's what, yeah. where that's your source of recharge is through those experiences. And not everyone is like that, or at, at least like that as much. Because every person's a little bit different, right? But like that's that's a really interesting thing to realize about yourself. Yeah. Um, and what I want to do here is just get back to what Tony Schwartz is talking about. Yeah. And he outlines four main areas of Great. energy management that we need to look at. These buckets. And the four areas are one, physical, two, emotional, three, mental, and four, spiritual. So all of these realms of energy are what we're going to dive in next into in this podcast. Great. We're going to give some examples and we're going to start with some of yeah, the physical energy examples. Number one, physical. Yes. Okay. So coming up, we're going to talk about that. And the value of physical energy output and managing that. Just to clear, that was peace. Here comes number one for the for the sign for the sign. Not number the, two. That's just yeah. Pe- yeah. That's not number two. That's peace. Here comes number one for the. American I haven't ASL seen anyone do this as a peace. Right. <laughs> it's like from Sailor it's Moon. Like, you know, it's like that old like right. It's like the, the, this is like the aha. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. like Japanese cartoon <laughs> anime. That's what this is. <laughs> here comes number one like that <laughs> you see what I mean you got to be crazy too late to be sane you got to go full tilt full blue cause you're only given a little spark of that we are attention if you lose that you're not attention pay attention from me to you don't ever lose that cause it keeps you alive Let's say you, you go to the gym and you have a good workout in the morning. 
exercise has been shown to boost your mental faculties, your memory, your awareness, your focus, uh, even your mood, because you're getting filled with endorphins and those kind of things. So exercise is, is vital to your energy levels, right? And your productivity levels. If you, yep. and they've, and they've done studies on that, you know, and I think we talked about this before, but it's like, if you go to into an exam, if a student goes into an exam and they have exercised before the exam, they've looked at, at studies where students performance increased exponentially just by doing some moderate exercise before the exam. Think about what happens when you exercise. You increase your VO2 max. That means you increase the amount of oxygen in your bloodstream going mm-hmm. to your brain. Your yes. heart is pumping. The synapses in your brain are firing. Your body is on. Literally, it's the difference between being sedative, passive, and active. So, yeah, going on a 15, 30-minute workout before you walk into an exam or just jogging around, uh, the let's say you're in a college campus, taking uh, two laps around the campus and then walking to that exam, your heart's beating, your brain is firing. It's 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 like priming the cannon, uh, as opposed yeah. to let's say the extreme opposite, sleeping in, uh, uh, hardcore party drinking the night before, staying up until four a.m. You wake up at ten thirty for an eleven uh, eleven a.m. exam, and you you like slumber in. You didn't shower, didn't brush your teeth, didn't eat breakfast. I'm sorry, you did eat breakfast. It was a protein bar. Then you walk in, take your seat. <laughs> Think about your body in that situation. Are you describing heart- my college experience? <laughs> I, you know, I'm describing a lot of college experiences. <laughs> it, uh, Actually, I was probably on a good day. <laughs> right, 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 right. That was my roommate on a good day, um, to be sure. Uh, actually, I, I am describing my college roommates every single day. Um, yeah, no, it, minus the drinking and partying. Like Tony Schwartz talks about how we have these, these ultradian rhythms and the really the what the in product, the hell is that word say that again for our ultradian rhythm i think i'm saying that correctly i'm not quite U-L-T-R-A-D-I-A-N. sure l-t-r-a-d-i-a-n yes ultradian awesome. rhythm and it's kind of like a roller coaster that our energy level doesn't stay fixed right so our energy right. has has peaks and valleys, and product our productivity uh, output in energy is from between ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes on any given task. Now, for mm. ADHDers, we might say that we differ with that sometimes because we can get hyper focused on something and spend hours upon hours. But the argument here is sometimes when we get hyper focused on stuff it doesn't actually serve us in the moment to keep going for that amount of time because we hit that breaking point where we do need a break. We need that time down, that downtime to refuel, to recharge, to take a a short break. Even if it is just walking around, like going into a conference room, walking down the hall, you know, going outside for a minute, taking a brief break and then coming back, we actually are more productive and we help to calm our our nervous system and our body down a little bit instead of pushing ourselves to the brink yeah and that's an important note to to clarify and sort of reiterate um when for a brief period of time i had a personal trainer in like high school college and this guy was the first person to tell me that in working out 
you dramatically increase your muscle gain and your overall physical fitness and improvement if you allow your body 45 seconds or so, I forget what the time was, it was like 45 seconds to 90 seconds of rest in between like intense um, lifting. Yeah, it's interval, right? so it's like interval training. Interval training, right? So like, yeah. like we are essentially talking about HIT, H-I-I-T, right? High interval training, high intensity interval training for your brain and yeah, your spirit. Your, your brain, it's, your it's spirit. Just, yeah. It's all interrelated. We're... we're you we're not just our out. physical body. We're our mental body. Yeah. We're we're our emotions. We're we're even our perceptions, our mental perceptions of things too, right? Have you have you ever gone through a day and, and what you tell yourself about what's happening, it becomes a reality, right? Oh man, this this is gonna be the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm gonna screw this up. This is this uh, is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, I can count the, the friends, the closest friends that I have, uh, uh, uh on one hand who like exemplify this 100%, like it's, they wear this on their sleeve. It's like they, they say out, like they invoke almost their, the, their feeling for the rest of the day because they just mm -hmm. keep repeating it. It's like, and I have to stop these friends of mine and one in particular and be like, do you, do you hear yourself? <laughs> talking you are you are calling upon today stress anxiety and fear and anger like you're you are yeah. saying it out loud and like how like it's starting at 9 30 a.m god i'm just so stressed out i'm just so stressed out i'm just so stressed out like you if you keep saying that for the next four hours you are never going to give your your uh, body and your mind a chance to like reset and not be stressed out um yeah it's not just that break that you're talking about no, 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 and and it's yeah. important so our, to stress that it doesn't have to be our, complex. Yeah, our mindsets have a lot to do with this too. So uh, what I do, I yeah. want to read this to you, because this is. It says, "Are you headed for an energy crisis?" And these are some questions that, Whoa. in the article of "Manage Your Energy, Not Your Time" from Tony Schwartz, he talks about. So, I'm going to hit you with this. Under body that bucket of things i don't here's the first question i don't regularly get at least seven to eight hours of sleep and i often wake up feeling tired oh yeah yeah hell yeah yeah and and honestly that used to that used to be me too i'm more recently getting a little bit better at this i have sleep time which is the app i use tracks my sleep and it's telling Ditto. me that i got i love sleep time I'm getting an average right now of, of a little bit over seven hours of sleep per night, and I'm trying to get between 7.5 and 8. Uh, so I'm making improvement, but improvements in this area, but it is a constant struggle, to say the least. While you're looking up the next question, I'm going to look up my sleep time average. Go ahead. Next question is, I frequently skip breakfast, or I settle for something that isn't nutritious. Used to. It has changed since my biking and hiking job. Okay. So. Which is good. I, to, to hack this a little bit, what I do is I have a, a power shake in the breakfast, in, in the morning for breakfast, where I make myself a, pretty much the same shake each day. You know, bananas, berries, uh, flaxseed, um, you know, protein, veggie protein powder, almond milk, all sorts of other good stuff in it. And I just even spinach 
I've also been throwing in some greens in there, spinach, kale, nice. that kind of stuff. Drink that down, and it's a big energy nutrition bump for for me throughout the day. Um, next question: I don't work out enough, meaning cardiovascular training at least three times a week and strength training at least once a week. That is beyond untrue. I work out probably more than I should be. Again, because yeah, of the you're <laughs> right now. You're on this kick of of biking a lot, but um, but uh, before that, idea, Saturday and Sunday, I will bike seventy miles total. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know how you do that, yeah. but <laughs> you're like an Energizer Bunny. <laughs> Another topic so you put for another an time, but I, I, on a bicycle. Well, that's you. Yeah, that is. Oh, with, I mean, without question. I I will say though. I will but circle before back to this, yeah, before you had of uh, too much. Before you had this job, you were struggling. You were struggling yeah. a little bit with maintaining your consistent but, routines. And I know, I know. Yes. Not not to like call you out and put you on the spot, but before you oh, you baby, were you can do that any day. You were. Um, you were doing more regular, um, what was it? The martial arts you were doing, routines and stuff, right? Yes. You had weekly, um, it's uh, skipping my mind right now, but what's the martial arts that you were doing? Oh, Wing Chun. Wing Chun. Wing Chun. Wing, Wing, Chun. Wing, Wing Chun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, next question. I don't, re- I don't take regular breaks during the day to truly renew and recharge. And I often eat lunch at my desk if I eat at all. That is true, but I'm going to nuance true. it a bit and tell you that I, uh, similar to that working, that hyper-focus working hard and then uh, uh, suddenly you you crash, etc. The flip side of that is something that I've been doing lately, as has my girlfriend Marlena, which we're annoyed by at ourselves, and it's um sluggish upstarts so like long breaks in the morning until you like putting off almost procrastinating but not quite procrastinating it's it's lack of motivation until starting the thing and then in some cases the worst cases not feeling that motivation to do the thing that you need to do that day and instead doing something else like you know organizing cleaning watering the plants and then suddenly you get energized and motivated to keep doing that thing and before you know it four hours of your day is gone because you spent time doing everything else instead of your primary your priority task that day right so you spent all your time extinguished or exhausted break and your energy on that thing that was the busy work and then you lost you lost track of time or you you maybe depleted your energy levels to the point where then you actually didn't get to the most important priority tasks. Yeah. To put it the most harshly, the most harsh is is we spend more time during the day at our worst days doing the reward, like doing the break, not the work. So like 120 minutes of a reward, 20 minutes of a break, of, of, of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, in I mean, in this article, he he talks about how some examples of these, these very productive workers, um, and we'll come back to the questions in a second, but um, he, he gives some examples how these workers 
just by taking some breaks between tasks and keeping themselves to these uh, 90 minute blocks, the 90 to 120 minute blocks, and also doing the most important task at the beginning of the day and putting off things like checking email or having meetings or letting the phone ring and interrupt you, but just right away getting to that productivity task. And even companies in here had passed uh, ordinances in, in their in their company that said, um, you know, no meetings at 9 a.m. because they'd give their, their employees a whole hour worth of meeting-free time to do those productive tasks. And they found that right. employees that took the breaks, that worked in these intervals, that managed their energy better, had more productivity and outperformed the control groups by a lot. By a lot? Yeah. yeah like 25%? Was the number that you were throwing around? Well, so some of the findings are 68% reported they had a positive that it had a positive impact on their relationships with other clients and customers, and 71% reported they had a noticeable or substantial positive impact on their productivity and performance. Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. So that's the a numbers lot. are there, man. Yeah. yeah, and that's and what we were talking about just before we started recording is like if you copy paste this on all facets of industry, it doesn't matter what the task is or the job is. This this is every human being arguably can and should practice energy management in this way. And the the percentage increase in efficiency and productivity is staggering. Yeah. The thing that the thing we're talking about with the 25%, that was so when we do get distracted on things, and we as each years can get distracted easily, right? When you have that shift of attention, that Sorry, has I was, a, uh, picking something off the ground. There was something sparkling. That has a cost. I'm back. <laughs> Come back to it was us. It's a joke. It was a joke. That has a cost. So those distractions have a literal cost, a mathematical cost. Yeah, and what that cost is is that. It's called switching time. So the time it takes to switch from one activity mentally and energetically to the next activity, the thing that was distracting you, the thing that came up, that has a 25%. Uh, it, it increases your um, the amount of time it takes to complete a task by 25%. So it's it has this negative impact on your actual overall productivity so each task and you think about how many tasks there are like that every day when you're at work um and even at home these days right i mean this is something that <laughs> bugs the crap out of me <laughs> but yeah we're always on our phones we're always connected and more and more it's it's the way that that modern society is that we're expected by our employers and our friends and other people to be instantly there and respond at a moment's notice to an email, a text, a phone call. And this thing bugs the crap out of me, which is, you know, my wife, she, she has, you know, a, a pretty, uh, important role in her, in her company. She's a managing director and she is always, kind of um, on call uh, and has to, to review documents and answer texts and emails and stuff. And she sometimes will be doing this at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and will be getting into the, 
routine of kind of relaxing or um, unwinding for the day. And then then all of a sudden, you know, she'd be like, I'm going to go upstairs and read or something, right? That's usually her routine. And then all of a sudden, boom, ding, alert comes in. Oh, my boss just sent me this really important thing. I got to review it. And then I can see physically the stress just like wash over her and she's just like yeah and just shuts down gets into work mode and then feels this urge to have to reply and you know i'm i'm sure sometimes it might be an emergency i'm sure sometimes she does have to actually reply right then but i mean how many times really is it that you have to answer that email or that emergency at 11 o'clock at night dude Dude, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come right in. I am dealing with the same thing, not only with myself, right? I have come into this, this, uh, run into this problem a lot because I, like Alicia and my girlfriend Marlena, um, also live in girlfriend out in California. The two of us are in the entertainment, um, in business, uh, in film particularly, but we do a lot of other things on the side. And, not to be uh, confused with the dis- adult entertainment business. Not to be confused no. with the adult entertainment no. business, though. I do have a uh, a little tiddly bit I of, joke, of uh, I joke. that you might need to discuss after the podcast, Aaron. Um, so yeah, so so Marley is a a you know a filmmaker, um, designer by trade, but also a writer and a producer, and I'm a writer, director, and producer. And we, you know, the nature of the business is 15, 18 hour days. Like it can be, it can get pretty grueling and pretty long. However. Two facets drive me nuts. Um, currently watching Marlena go through this project. She's designing these beautiful centerpieces for a non-for-profit gala in New York. And she's in California. The folks in New York are three hours ahead. So already by 6 p.m. our time in California, ostensibly, there should be no more communication from New York because it's 9 p.m. You would assume that at 9 p.m. in L.A., there should be definitely no communication because it's midnight in New mm-hmm. York. It's and three yet hour, yeah. still, emails and phone calls all day. Here's the worst part. 7 or 6 a.m., 5 a.m. even, L.A., is 8 a.m. in New York. And Marlena will get phone calls, emails at 5, 6 in the morning without without uh, um, mention, without planning it, right? This isn't like, oh, I have a planned phone call with Japan tomorrow at at three you know gotta be up i got a call with france right this is like random calls expecting to be answered and in some cases she has been you know reprimanded for not responding quickly enough well after traditional working hours and you know this should this should be news to to most listeners because it's it's a it's a heavily debated topic in the west in the u.s and even globally um, this idea of always working, always on with email, smartphones, uh, even smart watches now, right? You can always reach somebody. Many of my healthier friends, um, uh, in terms of energy management, have created boundaries. The main point of this is that we need to not be all on call all the time and available. Right. Then, and, and if we realize how much of that distraction time is pulling away from our productivity and our energy and we dedicate fixed amount of times to the distraction items like checking email responding to texts doing social media other things like that 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 tend to 
be those distracting um, tasks or, or tend to be the distractions and fix our limited amount of attention on the actual important priorities and productive tasks for the day and, and block that out as a single task kind of thing. So single tasking instead of trying yeah. to multitask because that's, that's what, I mean, people have this, Oh man, and this we argue about this all the time, the multitasking yeah. and of single multi- tasking and right. Yeah. Multitasking. It's a gross misunderstanding of multitasking. You can't multitask and be productive. No one. No. Everyone has no one. Not a, a false, single human being. Even if you think you're good, really, try this. <laughs> time yeah. yourself. Actually, yeah. block out a time. Do the same kind of routine task. Cook. Cook a meal. Cook the same time, meal. Right. Time yourself and limit distractions. Put your phone on airplane mode. Tell people you can't meet with them until this task is done. Time yourself. And then... Do it the same where you're allowing all the other things to come in and trying to multitask and see how productive, you know this would be a how attention to vlog detail. Video. Yeah. This would be a great, this would be a great staunty attempt. It's like, I'm going to cook Here's- pasta Tuesday night. Like I'll pick a night. Yeah. I'm going to cook pasta. And the next night I'm going to cook the same, it'll be lunch, right? I'll make the same lunch. It's like a sandwich. But I'll also do laundry at the same time. And then I'm, the next day I'll do I'll make the same sandwich, but I'm going to do laundry. Also have a phone call with my best friend. And then on the next day, I'm going to water the avocado tree in my backyard, do the laundry, have a phone call with my best friend, and make a sandwich. And we'll time how long it takes me to make lunch or dinner each day. Yeah. Well, so the, you, need, you need a control you, item in there. You'll need to have like a one type of fixed, uh, like, you, you make the same dish that takes the same amount of time and there's no other variables that come into play. Like you have all the ingredients ready, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You know? Oh no. It, we're going to make, we're going to bill nigh this shit. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'm happy to, to see that in action when you, when you make that vlog. Um, yeah. And, and everyone stay tuned, by the way, this is a nice little mm-hmm. moment to plug this that. Sure. We, yeah. We can plug it. Yeah. Plug it. Steven is going to be um, launching another type of series that's an offshoot of Attention Different and a regular podcasting, and he's going to be doing a vlog series where each month we're going to be meeting um, and having a monthly goal, and then it's going to be kind of like coaching in real time where we get to see Steven try out certain, try to achieve his, his goals throughout a week, and throughout each week of a month and check in with him periodically from week to week on how he's doing with that. He's going to record interesting live feeds and, and uh, insightful things, you know, impulse of the week and a win of the week. And, um, what's the other one? I'm forgetting it. Uh, it's the challenge of the week, challenge of the month, impulse the week. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and then there's also reflection, like reflections, Weekly, yes, exactly. Weekly, weekly we reflections. Weekly check-ins. We have one big 30-minute coaching session. What is the challenge of the month? And we establish the challenge of the month. Then I have yeah. weekly challenges leading up to that goal. And then I have an impulse of the week, if there is one on any given week, in which I'll live, essentially live film myself or more artsy film myself doing something fun or challenging. And then there's reflections three times a month where Aaron and I meet up again for 15 minutes instead of 30 and just talk about how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned yeah. for that. That's going to be coming out soon. We already started this, uh, doing some recordings in September. Yeah. So 
it should be coming out um you know any week now the, we're gonna the we're hope just, is the hope is this week the hope is within the next few days so pe- keep if, it keep a lookout if Stephen can manage his energy levels enough and to uh, yeah. get the the editing done, <laughs> dude, I want to I want to before before we run too much out of time, I want to I want to get back to two little things real quick, like establish two little things. And the first with uh, energy man- mm-hmm. management, um, the first is just a just some basic math so that the listeners understand what we're talking about with twenty five percent. If you get a phone call from a family member or a, you know a best friend or etc., first things first, I had to explain this to a close friend of mine intimately well um an old roommate of mine got phone calls from his parents all the time all day and i said the statistical probability based on how many times they call you for trivial shit that one of those times is an actual emergency Mm -hmm. is insane like i wish i could show you on an excel spreadsheet how many hours and literal number of phone calls you have with these parents and how many actual times it's been a real emergency yeah, oh. and it's probably like point oh 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 one percent. And we were talking about. I'm glad you reminded me of this because what we call those people are energy vampires, right? The energy yes. suckers that take that energy yes. away from you. I want to suck your energy. <laughs> I need to feed honestly, and it's and I I Hi, told honey, Aaron. I'm just uh, checking in. Want to see yeah. how you're doing today? Tell me about or, your day. Or even What's more, dude. On? Even more sinister though. I was talking to Aaron about this yesterday and Marlena. Um, there is a friend of Marley's that is going through sort of a financial crisis right now. And it's an old best friend of Marley's. And that's, a, that's, you know, that's an upsetting phone call to get. Like when someone is saying, Hey, I need your mm-hmm. help. I need some advice. It's it's, but what's the context? It's 2 PM on a Tuesday. I'm just giving a random day, but it was in yeah, the middle yeah. of the day. This person calls. You're in the middle of a month-long project, right, that you need to be working every day at least six to eight hours. And someone calls you at two and says, I'm having a problem. Now, here's the situation. Because you're close to that person, right, Mm -hmm. family, best friend, et cetera, you suddenly make it your problem. But in reality, that person is 3,300 miles away. I am not being cold here and inhumane. I'm just – it needs to be said – just because they are in dire need of assistance does not mean that you need to assist them right then. Mm-hmm. If someone is bleeding on the side of the road and needs to go to the hospital, help out. If somebody is being stalked or is kidnapped, oh my God, do something. Right. But if somebody is calling you about re- like, like pressing issues in their lives, but more long term, you know, like this is somebody who's like just financially unstable right now. If it's, it's right. not your problem, if it's right a pattern, then. if it's a pattern, and we all have these people in our lives, the friends oh, that absolutely, and it's wanna, a pattern. Yes, want to meet with you and then Good vent and, and spill their whole day with you. Oh, so this happened and this happened and then this thing and then this thing and then da 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 da. da. And it's like the yes. old same poor me syndrome sob story of this is what's going on. And you know, not yeah. to say that people don't have problems, but look. We don't need to make other people's problems our own problems and take that energetic transference on. And that's what happens with these energy vampires is they're kind of transferring and giving you their negative energy and bringing you down to their level. And it's up to us to accept that, to take that in and to say, sure, okay, I I, I can put off everything I have to do today just to sit with you and feel your pain and be with you and be attentive to your needs. And And of course, sometimes that's necessary. You know, 
your friend has a yeah. death in the family. They have a, an illness. They just found out they got but cancer. But that be like, should be necessary okay. once a month. Right. Not or, every day. Or once or out of a blue a moon when they, they really right. need it. But it's just like the, the boy who cried wolf. If you do that every week, every time, every single <laughs> moment you're meeting with this person, or you feel like, hey, every time I go to the holidays for my parents' house or every time I talk with one of my parents, this is what happens or this friend. And it is usually yeah. these loved ones or the people that are closest to you that have that yes. kind of impact on you. And what we're talking about here is not supposed to sound uncomfortable. Unco- this is not supposed to make you feel good or make us feel good because it is uncomfortable. But what we're presenting here is that especially with ADHDers who have a unique amount of empathy, at least observed mm-hmm. by many of us in our own community and also uh, uh, people who study ADHDers, right? Right. Most of us have, is a, have a hard time tuning out the needs of others or the immediate exactly. stuff. Exactly. Of others. And you may feel this. The, you listening home may feel like you're always the sounding board for your friends and family. And maybe for, for your whole life, you've been the person that people feel comfortable opening up to. That's not yeah. bizarre. That's pretty common. The problem is we give so much, we lose track of what we are giving ourselves. And if you break mm-hmm. down that 25%, we, we have to, you need to tattoo this on your forehead. If a task takes four hours... A distraction from a best friend, let's say it's an hour and a half phone call. You started that task, halfway through you get an hour and a half phone call. It has now been three and a half hours of your four hour project. An hour and a half of that was spent on talking to someone else. And you've added, on average, 25% more time because you have to get re-motivated to do the project. You have to re-transition, right? What did you call it? Time switching time um, switching switching time switching right you have to time switch and here's the issue that 4 hour project suddenly turned into add the 25% so 5 hours now not 4 and the hour and a half with your friend that is a 6 and a half hour 4 hour project you have 2 and a half hours of dead time on top of that project and if yeah. that's just one and of we- multiple things you have to do that day Right. We, and we wonder where the time went and really and it's we where we spend our energy, that our energy yes, exactly. was expelled. It's on where these... you spend your energy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we can't find more time, right? Like I need to find the time in the day, right? I wish I had more time. Yeah. No, you wish you had more energy. You wish you had more dedication. Exactly. You wish you had more resolve. Commitment, to, motivation. To, to commit yourself to a single task, do it, yeah. block out all the distractions get shit done, and then get to the other stuff. And so we have the, we, the, really, we really need to, to take a cold, hard look at ourselves yeah. in these situations and, and check ourselves and be like, okay, really? And, and this is the other thing. How many times is that thing a, a, a just a distraction, like a convenient justification because yeah. you're trying to put off that really important task and procrastinate on it? Yeah. So let's let's just be honest that that also happens that oh okay cool yeah well no they need me it's a it's a convenient justification i i need to talk to them now yeah nah yeah Mm. and by the way you can justify it until the cows come home you can justify it this is an important person to you it's called this fits into that category rationalization important (laughs) rationalization right this is this falls into that third box important sorry urgent 
but not important. Yeah. And the problem is we misconstrue that and we feel like it is important and urgent, well, but in reality... For us, right? So it might, yes, might be, yeah. It might be important for them. But oh, it's important and urgent when, for when that friend wearing, to contact right. someone to get help. When you're weighing it to your own priorities, which are aligned with your goals, if your goals for yes. the day, your priorities for the day was, I need to get that project done. And that's my or priority. Or is your goal, I need to help my, like, what was yeah, your goal that day? that's a different day, goal. Like, <laughs> that was a different goal. Yeah, you didn't totally set out the goal. day to help your friend and to be the best friend in the world. Dude, that's a great way to put this. Day. Like, did you wake up this morning <laughs> with that on your mirror? Like, no. was your goal, I need to help Jim for three yeah, hours today figure out his finances calls, and his health care. Anytime my dad calls and I'll set aside everything for that. Oh, sorry. And like, that's... The, Speaking of no which, I, I, um, it's I not. There was a, a doorbell. Early. No, no, that was my uh, time clock going off, letting me know that we need to wrap, start wrapping things up soon. I'd like to, in the wrap up, mm-hmm. keep talking about, or at least just bring this back to the forefront as sort of a um, a Joan of Arc like call to call to action, call to arms from for this episode. And I, it's funny we didn't establish this going into this, but I think this is the key takeaway. We. I don't know when it happened, but we as a culture, especially as millennials, I hear this constantly, this competition of who can multitask better than their friends. And I hear it all the time. I even hear it in my own home. Like here I am trying so hard through CBT and ADHD coaching to single task. And I get these people who are like, oh, well, you're not as good a multitasker. And like, when did that become a trophy? Like, you give a shit. I would rather get hey. the things done that I wrote down in the morning than prove that I can juggle while cooking pancakes and be on the phone with my mom at the same time. Here's like, the way here's the way I, I look at this. Yeah. There's a difference between being busy and yes. productive. Yes. You can I'm be sorry, did busy. you just did my is my father in the room? Is my <laughs> is Bobby here? I swear to God I just heard him say there's a difference between being busy and productive. Yeah, you can busy yourself with all sorts of things and, and run from one thing to the next. And that's kind of like the hamster wheel. You're chasing after your to-do list. And it's going round and round and round. And it never gets done. And you're like, man, I work so much. I, I work so many crazy hours. I do all this stuff. And then oh, I have no time. Well, no, no. Right. It's it's You're not prioritizing your time. You're not figuring out what are the most important things I need to get done today. Do those things, carve out the the necessary amount of time, fuel your body and your energy levels to set yourself up for success, right? Eat right, sleep right, do other things in the ways you know that are going to help be the most helpful for you energetically, and then tackle those tasks one thing at a time and do your best, do your very best to not, get thrown off by all the dis- the distractions from others and yeah. devices. Here's a, here's here's another takeaway that Marley actually just brought up before she left. Um uh and I'll tie it into an an admission that just occurred to me. Um and I'll flip the uh, order there. Here's an admission. One, I've been speaking from a work from home freelance lifestyle. Um I, you know, my my schedule so to speak, my routine changes depending on the job. Obviously, for those who have a more regular nine to five, um, your Monday through Friday work week, um, the the focus as far as energy management is concerned, it may be a little different than the right. person who's working not be, from home. 
It may not be as much in your control, but it always is somewhere. Or in no, your it control. actually may be maybe it may be more manageable actually. So or, like if, or it may be. if I'm at an office, more often than not, I am more encouraged to not take personal phone calls. But if I'm working from home, it's a yeah. lot easier to take personal well, phone calls okay. and distract. But we could we could go down a, just, a long right. No, we no, could, and not not to go down a rabbit hole, just to clarify that all everything we're discussing here has a correlative no matter the industry. So stretch those stretch yeah. those imagination muscles and think about yeah. those things that are obstacles and distractions, well, no be matter creative. the setting. We as ADHDers are great at being creative and problem solving. So put those yeah. energies to work instead of the complaining about your situation and feeling powerless and feeling shame about different things. Put the opposite energies to work for yourself. Figure out what can I do about this? What what am I control in control of throughout my day, throughout my week? Where are my open times? And what can I do about it that's going to help fuel me and fuel my energy levels for the long term? And yeah. here, I, just so I, we make it through this, this list with the time we have left, I just want to yeah. read quickly, the list. quickly through the, the last two categories on – or the last three categories on here, okay? Because um, I think these are important questions for everyone who's listening to ask themselves – if they're headed into an energy crisis. Okay, Great. so this this next category is, uh, let's see. Oh, sorry, I have to do one more um, in the body category, physical Great. category. So we're in the last question of the last physical question. category of energy management. I don't take regular breaks during the day and truly renew and recharge, or I often eat lunch at my desk if I eat at all. Did I already say that one? <laughs> I might have already you said that did, one. Yes. But I will add to the the answer that the lunch at the desk is the real problem. Yeah. The other stuff I do, I take breaks, but I do eat lunch like where I'm working and I think that's not good. Well, it's not a f- true break. Not you're doing you're multitasking. Yeah. And, and it's like eating, yeah, you're, you're not eating being mindful while, while you're eating. Right. There's all sorts of problems with that. So, take a break, take your lunch and really take a lunch. Yeah. Okay, all right, emotions. next category. Emotions. I frequently find myself feeling irritable, impatient, and anxious at work, especially when work is demanding. Next one. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough time with my family and loved ones, and when I'm with them, I'm not always really with them. That's the one we were talking about with uh, my wife, you know, or being being on the phone, meeting with someone. How many times do you go out to you know, diner or someplace and you see, you know, people across from each other just on their phones, not engaging. Yeah, here's, here's another version of that equally sad and, and frustrating to me lately, working so hard in an inefficient way. So Marley and I working separately really hard, but maybe not the best efficiently. When we finally have time for each other, we're so wiped out that we're not really all there every night. You know what I mean? We're not like yeah. going to a museum in our free time. We're not going to a yeah. movie. We're like vegetables on the couch. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I think that's a big problem for a lot of us. The ADHD is, yeah, creating creating quality time. Couch potatoes. Yeah. Okay. I have too little time for activities that I most deeply enjoy. I don't stop frequently enough to express my appreciation to others or to savor my accomplishments and blessings. 
ooh, that latter half. Savor your accomplishments and blessings. You got to give yourself time to pat yourself on the back. Yeah. All right. Next category, mind. I have difficulty focusing on one thing at a time, and I am easily distracted during the day, especially by email. Oh, are you ADHD? I spend Watching much of Aaron flip pages as riveting. <sighs> well, <laughs> I, I stapled it and I can't read where I put the staple here. <laughs> I, I spend ahead. much of my day reacting to immediate crises and demands rather than focusing on activities with longer term value and high leverage. I, I don't want you to take shot that <laughs> and text that to Marlena. I don't take enough time for reflection, strategizing, and creative thinking. Because that downtime is important. That downtime is important. Yes. The mind-wandering time, the allowing yourself to get into a creative creative state. Very important for productivity. We don't value that enough. I work in the evenings or on weekends, and I almost never take email free vacation so and, on, and they're and they're actually meaning like on a vacation i think like like really like yes, when you yes, have yes, a yes. vacation the whole like like the email response, really, the automated email response i am on vacation you cannot reach r- me until right Monday. right and actually really not checking your email on vacation you're on the beach and you're checking yeah. your email kind of thing well once you finish the questionnaire we'll circle back to a takeaway app that may help people put up a wall there uh, last category, spirit. I don't spend enough time at work doing what I do best and enjoy most. Interesting. Okay. Are you really being leveraged to your fullest at work, and are you doing those things that are right. leveraging your talents and abilities? Or are you trapped in menial tasks that don't excite you? Yeah. There are significant gaps between what I say is most important to me in my life and how I actually allocate my time and energy. Amen. Connect those two or forever feel frustrated and exhausted. And burnt out. <laughs> and burnt out. My yep, 100%. Decisions at work are more often influenced by external demands than by a strong, clear sense of my own purpose. Huh. Ooh, getting deep. We're getting mad deep now. I don't invest enough time and energy in making a positive difference to others or to the world. Interesting. Very uh, happy to, to ad- admit that Marley and I don't have that problem, but that's interesting. So repeat that one. You don't donate enough. It's like you don't I don't invest enough, enough time, time, time and energy in making a positive difference to others or the world. So it's really those oh, tasks. Oh, it's it's giving back or or about investing no, yeah yes investing your time and energy on meaningful work versus yes, that versus just stuff that's that's not that that doesn't benefit society or other people you're not leaving a mark yeah you're not no, leaving yeah, a, yeah, yeah. an and impression it's, and- it's it's that that opens up some that opens up a pretty big door to to some some 
healthy philosophical thought. How am, how am I affecting this planet that we all exist on and then stop one day as opposed to just like self-serving or serving some system that doesn't matter in the end? That's a great one. Yeah. So I think we have we need to wrap it up here. Yeah. And I'll just leave it with this summarizing thought that I want people to take away from this episode, which is come up with a list of people in your life, people and situations maybe at work or at home that are your energy vampires. And in another column, come up with who are the time suckers or time wasters? Who or what, sorry, are your time suckers and time wasters? And put put those things down and pay attention throughout the day how that affects your productivity and try your best to not let your energy get sucked away into those types of people or tasks and instead replace those things with stuff that's meaningful. Exercise, a healthy routine, uh, sleep, good quality amounts of sleep, single tasking, expressing gratitude for things that you have and, and wins that you've done in your day. And um, I think your time management and productivity will go through the roof. Good luck. Mm. You see what I mean? You got to be crazy. Too late to be saying you got to go full tilt, Bozo, because you're only given a little spark of that. We are attention. If you lose that, you're not attention. Pay attention.